Do you find listening to your friends' stories into motherhood uplifting and empowering? Brought to life by maternal health company AMA & Co., AMA Need a Minute provides mothers the space and the minute to share their real and raw experiences as well as their learnings. So pour yourself a glass of wine or tea, throw in that fifth load of laundry for the week that will sit in the dryer, and join in to celebrate, commiserate, and build a new kind of community. In our last episode, Cynthia walked us through her fertility journey and how her community showed up for her. Today, we're going to learn about her pregnancy and birth experience, as well as how she struck a balance in her new identity. My name is Margaret, and I'm glad you're joining us on I'm Need a Minute podcast. Now we're 10 months in and, you know, you're very pregnant. Like, how did your birth story go? Um, yeah, feel free to share however so, you want to. Um, when I got pregnant, I didn't really have much morning sickness. I'm just going to go from pregnancy to birth, um, if that's mm-hmm. okay. Um, so <laughs> things were kind of going well. Um, I ate a lot of carbs because that's all I kind of craved. Um, and then hit like 30 something, uh, 26 weeks, I think. We did the gestational diabetes test. Yep. My favorite of course, test I failed. Ever. Yeah, <laughs> I failed. my favorite and, test. Yeah, so I had to, um, yeah, so I had gestational diabetes. Um, and then after that, I was on a super strict diet. Like any, even if I ate like one dumpling, I would like almost spike. So I had to like Mm -hmm. barely eat any carbs, barely eat anything even. Um, And then I had, it was so bad. I ended up having insulin injections before meals and at night. Yeah, it was pretty bad. But like, and I didn't even eat anything bad. Like literally I would eat an avocado and I would have to be like careful. (laughs) And That's avocado so was like, weird. yeah, it was, yeah. So my doctor just says some people just, it's just natural, like Respond that, that way. Yeah, yeah. So, so of course, like you just want to be extra careful. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so I was really healthy during my pregnancy, like to the point where I lost weight, which is amazing. Um, too bad that doesn't, you know, stay like that <laughs> after the baby, but okay. But um, so then I actually ended up being induced at 38 weeks. Um, mm-hmm. to be on the safer side they wanted the baby out um, mm-hmm. my doctor was just like it's probably safer for her to be out than to be in for longer than 30 mm-hmm. weeks so I said you're the expert we're doing it um, yeah so we ended up going to the hospital um, uh, and then I was induced for almost 30 to 30 something hours um, and wait and- hold on 30 to 35 hours yeah, something like that. Yeah, thirty to thirty. To, or thirty. Like, yeah, and this is this is COVID ish times, right? Like, this oh yeah, is like, yeah. So this yeah, is so, November of twenty twenty one. So yeah. were you able to like? I mean, I'm assuming Jetty was there with you, but like, yes. were you guys just confined in that room for like yes. thirty five hours. <laughs> And, yeah, and, much. and could you get food or not? Oh yeah, yeah. So I would. Oh. So another great thing, and again, like such a like blessing is that we gave birth to Chloe right before Omicron hit. Mm. So like it was really like safe. It was starting to open out a little. Okay. Yeah, like and like literally when I got pregnant was when they let spouses back in for sonograms oh gosh, and everything. Yeah, yeah. So I like everything worked out um in our favor. So Jenny yeah. was able to go to all the like checkups and mm-hmm. then um yeah he was there in the hospital room with me. They allowed him to go out, run, grab mm-hmm. food, get coffee, but I wasn't allowed to eat the entire induction. That's what I was gonna that was that's what I was asking <laughs> because I'm like, wait, you were induced thirty five hours, you were, you were not eating, you were having ice chips. 
Uh, yeah, actually, they didn't even give me ice chips. I don't think I was allowed to have that. They only gave me apple juice and beef broth. Beef, beef bro- bone broth. That doesn't broth. sound that bad. That mm, so it was also like this small, like it was a tiny cup that they would give me <laughs> a shot. Like, yeah. yeah. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm starving. But it was, um, I had an epidural the moment I went to the hospital okay. um, because I, I hate, I think like after my first surgery, I was like, I don't want to feel pain at all <laughs> this time. Okay. Like I asked my doctor cause she, before we, you know, went to the hospital, she was like, do you want to get the epidural before? Before or during and I was like what do people normally do and she's like most second time moms always get it right when they get into the hospital like the first thing they do and I was like I want that so she was like okay and best decision because you walk in and nothing's even happening because you had to be induced so I'm assuming you weren't showing any signs of labor you yep, walk in and I you're was, like just give me the epidural right I was now. on the epidural for 30 something hours before I even gave birth but you know what it was amazing like they, it was basically an epidural catheter like I had a button yeah. and like anytime I felt pain I just pressed the button and it would like release it into me yeah but seriously best choice ever made because like I literally didn't feel anything um for the whole time I was literally Mm -hmm. on my phone texting friends and family (laughs) hey guys yeah and they're like aren't you in the hospital giving birth and I'm like yeah but I'm just chilling because the baby's not ready yet and so (laughs) so um so she she put like a a a balloon in you know my you know and then it's supposed to like make my uh to dilate faster no to dilate yeah i did not know about this yeah so so induction yeah so they give you this like medication to like speed everything Mm -hmm. up and then they put a little balloon in there that like kind of like pushes your you know hole to be bigger um and then and then she manually broke my water that she happened. Shoved her hand in there and boom, like, whoosh. and again, I felt nothing. Why? Because I had epidural. So, so actually, for for my um, second labor, it did. My water didn't break naturally. The first mm-hmm. one, it did at home, and then mm-hmm. I went straight into like labor. The second one, I had contractions for like two days, and there was like at home, and there was no water breaking. So finally, they're like, "Hey, we gotta move this along," because I was at the hospital for like seventeen hours, also no food. So, and Jake's like eating like a burger, like <laughs> yo, that was Jenny too. He had all this good food. I was I'm like, like, I'm just are like, are you serious right now? And then, <laughs> well, he snuck me some fries because he felt bad for me, but oh. like they. They broke, they broke my water too, but I didn't, like, she was like, I think if we break the water, your labor will start. And I was like, I was kind of holding it off because I was like, I don't know. I kind of feel weird about that. And she's like, I promise it won't hurt. So it actually, when she did it, it didn't hurt. I didn't have an epidural. So like, she literally, she got like a stick though. She didn't use her like hand <laughs> to poke my water. She used a I, stick. I don't know if she used a stick for me, but I don't, I don't but yeah, remember. as soon as she yeah. did, like it was like bam, like my contractions started going within like I, he was out in like two hours after that happened. Oh wow, yeah, wow, wow, <laughs> yeah, no, but so she broke my water and I still wasn't ready to go for another like probably like twelve hours. Oh my gosh! Yeah, and my doctor was so amazing too. She tried to stay with me so that she could deliver. She put mm-hmm. she went on an extra shift just to like 
stick by me. Um, mm-hmm. So she worked a 24 hour shift waiting for me yeah. to give birth, but then I yeah. didn't end up giving birth yet. Um, but then she had her colleague um, come and, you know, take care of me, which yeah. was great. Um, and then, yeah. So then uh, the contraction started happening, but I didn't even know because I didn't feel a single thing. <laughs> so the nurse is like, Oh, you're like, you know, having contractions. And I'm like, okay, cool. Let me know. Like, what, what to <laughs> do, right? Yeah. And then I think they kept trying to like, um, make my, you know, make me dilate more. So they made me like, you know, turn in different positions and yeah. sit on this peanut ball thing. Yep. Yep. I don't know if you, yeah, but yeah. so like they just kept moving me around and then finally I started to feel my contractions a little bit more mm. um, and I felt just like really bad constipation, like yeah. like I really had to poo, like so bad yeah. feeling and then I was like, oh, I think it's like starting, it's coming and the nurse was like, are you sure? I'm like, yeah, like I'm, I'm really feeling it and she's, I was like, you should probably get the doctor soon. <laughs> the doctor comes and checks up on me. She's like, oh, she's still kind of high. So like keep pushing. So we pushed for like another hour, 45 minutes to an hour. Um, yeah, just to get her in the right place. Oh my god. Yeah, because they were like, we could wait longer or you could just start pushing. And I was like, let's just move this forward. Let's yeah, just push, like, right? How yeah, much is this hospital bill? It's been two days. <laughs> seriously. But that was not bad, by the way. But that's another story for another day. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, so we pushed for about an hour. And then literally, right when the doctor came, she just like ripped Chloe out <gasps> and then was like, done. I pushed yeah. one big push and she just like ripped her out. Oh, it was wow. wild. It was so fast. It was one one rip out. And then I was yeah. like, what the hell? And then, yeah, it was super fast. And yeah. I didn't feel anything really. I mean, like, I didn't even feel that I birthed the placenta afterwards. Because, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. like, you know, she was, like, stitching me up. Yeah. And then I was like, don't we have to, like, you know, do the placenta? Yeah. She was like, I was already out. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah so you've like done um, research for the first time in your life and you're like i'm pretty sure i need to birth this placenta too Um, yeah right yeah i know i knew like that was supposed to be yeah so that was that was pretty much my birthing story how did you feel when you heard chloe did you hear her did she cry immediately um i i honestly looking back on it i think i was just so like zonked I think I was like yeah. tired between tired and like really excited to meet her and uh-huh. actually I thought about the placenta a lot <laughs> <laughs> you have like no trust in like medical practitioners you're like are you yeah. quite sure you got the placenta out <laughs> and then um but I don't remember hearing her cry mm-hmm. um but I knew that sh- the nurses took her to like okay. clean up and I was just like where is she where is she like I want her like kind of yeah. like that and they were really yeah. quick they brought her back like really fast and they put her on me mm. and then that was just like amazing like I think it was just so surreal to me like yeah. like I felt like I was like it was kind of like an out-of-body experience because mm-hmm. I never thought I'd be here like in that way right like I was like is this really my life right now like yeah. this baby is actually mine like we're actually experiencing this like it was so so wild yeah looking back. yeah did Jetty cry uh, um, I don't think he cried. <laughs> he I don't, probably didn't know what's happening. I didn't. Thirty-five hours. <laughs> <laughs> he's probably I think, 
burger in the corner. <laughs> no, no, no. He actually had to hold my leg up when we were pushing. Oh. So he had duties, you know? Okay, like, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, I think maybe we were just like so overwhelmed. Yeah. Um, but I think one thing he said, he's like, they didn't let me cut, cut the cord. <laughs> And then, but no, oh, oh, I remember his first thought was like, wow, that happened so fast. The doctor is so good. Like, cause he was like, she just ripped it out. <laughs> cut it and, like, Excuse me. I'm the one who pushed her out. <laughs> the doctor is so good. Not gonna lie though. I think she was really good. Like in terms of how quick that happened. Like, okay. yeah. So I'm glad. I'm glad. I didn't want her, like, I guess one of my fears was that she got stuck, you know, and then they oh, would have to, like, because I've heard stories about that happening, too, where, you know, like, my friends is like, yeah, wrapped around their neck or their shoulder can't fit through the canal. Like, sometimes mm-hmm. that happens. So, yeah, whew, yeah, whew, what a ride. Yeah. I still can't believe I gave birth to a baby. <laughs> I know. You're like, oh my god, we're parents now. Like, how did that thing fit through me? I always look at Chloe, I'm like, how did you fit through me? Like, I just don't I get know. it. I know. And she's only going to get bigger. You're just going to be know. like, this is kind of ridiculous. <laughs> but um, my arms are getting stronger, so that's a good thing. Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I almost never work out my arms. I'm like, I don't need to. Just yeah, we got mom arms, yo. Arms of steel. potato sacks. Yep. <laughs> um so how has having chloe changed you know your perception of your work because i know you know you're you really cared about your career you wanted to build your career up and you wanted to wait to have a strong career before having kids so now that you have her how has she like changed the way you work and um has anything changed from that perspective Mm. to think about that for a second i think I think after having her, I am super excited to go back to work. Um, I think I really missed working. And it's also partially because of COVID. Um, Like Mm -hmm. we got hit with COVID for like almost two years. And as wedding photographers, like nobody really had big weddings for the Mm -hmm. last two, three years. Right. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of like, and also like when we were trying to have her, I kind of took like, um, some steps back to focus on myself versus mm. um, overworking, which is my natural, you know, like way of being like, I love working. Yeah. I love, you know, always being busy and like trying to hustle. And like, I remember I used to do like two weddings back to back, like 12 hour days. Um, and then I realized I really probably shouldn't be doing that so much because, you know, that's not, like a healthy lifestyle for myself. Like, so, Mm -hmm. you know, I took some steps back when we were trying to have a a baby. So I never took more than one wedding per weekend. And I still kind of live by that at this point because it's just, you know, work-life balance is pretty important, I feel like. And, you know, like there's other things, you know, that are more important than just my career and money. But I mean, I, I still love, you know, what I do and I still care about my career a lot. I think, yeah, after having her, I'm, like, really excited to go back to work. Um, so mm-hmm. that's – and I feel like I have more time to focus on work now, weirdly. Mm. Like, even though I have a baby and she is a lot to, to deal with, I think, like, the infertility journey actually put my mind in uh, kind of, like, not a good place. Does that make sense? Mm. Because I'm always kind of like, you know, thinking about like, oh, like, is this like working so much or like, is this going to hinder my chance of having a baby? 
mm-hmm. you know, like, but mm-hmm. now I'm like full blast at like, oh, I really want to just like work and do and shoot as many like different cool weddings as I can. Like, I'm really excited now. I don't mm-hmm. know, like, if that makes sense. Um, but I think like now I'm like fully focused again and that's kind of mm-hmm. nice. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but of course, like, yeah, I get it. Cause I feel like when, when we were trying, it was something that just hung over our heads forever, you know? Yeah. And, like, yeah it's like in the back of your mind, right? Yeah, like, like the whole time. And now that you're not on that schedule of like, Oh, we need to try on this day and like all this stuff. It's like, I'm sure it just opens up your mind for other things like how do Mm -hmm. I be more creative again and and get back to doing the things I love to do yeah 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 Yeah. and going Um, hard (laughs) your birth was super easy um and quick how was your recovery and um you know I know you're self-employed obviously you have your own company so between like recovery and deciding when was the right time to go back to work how did you make those decisions Um, so when I was pregnant, I told myself I would give myself three months off, like after I gave Mm. birth. Um, but after I gave birth, I kind of wanted to go back to work like ASAP. Um, I pretty much did my first shoot maybe six weeks after giving birth. Um, uh, I was ready. It wasn't like a huge shoot, but it was like a smaller one. And I think I was like very ready, like physically and mentally um ready to go back um I think you know recovery was this the vaginal recovery was a lot better um than my past surgery um Mm. so I guess like you know just coming from where I where the, from that recovery this one seemed like kind of like a walk in the park and I was like ready to go like pretty yeah. soon um yeah. and I just felt like my body was a little like healthier and like prepared for recovery versus mm-hmm. that other you know like whole ectopic c-section thing where it was just like super rough like yeah, yeah I don't know um but yeah I was like ready to go back um pretty quick um I think like, you know, it it put my mind to like something else instead of just constantly focusing on Chloe. Um, I think like, you know, in the beginning, it was like hard um, to be around her like 24-7 when I kind of needed space. Um, And then so, you know, like work is a way for me to like get that space and to kind of like get my mental state of being in a better mm-hmm. place. Um, like my mom was helping us and Jetty was, uh, you know, taking care of Chloe and I don't know, like any chance I kind of could, I would kind of like go out even to do like, um, street, like move the car for street cleaning. <laughs> like I would go for it. Um, so for like, those of you who don't know, cause you don't live in the city, they have this thing called alternate street. Is it alternate street parking where they, like every once a week or twice a week, they have a street sweeper come and you have to like sit in your car and wait for it to come and then pull out and drive back into that spot. So you don't lose your spot. Is that your strategy? Okay, cool. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes. So I'll sit in the car for, or what I'll do is like, I'll go run an errand, like buy some breakfast mm-hmm. for my mom and Jetty or, you know, 
do an oil change for the car. Like literally anything I could do to get out of the house, I was doing. And like, I, I found this out later, but like, you're not supposed to drive after giving birth for like a you month. probably shouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I realized that, but I was doing that like two weeks out. And then I realized like, sometimes I had some like vaginal like pain I was like, why is that happening? And I was like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have been driving. But whatever, it's fine now. Yeah. But yeah, I really um, appreciated my mom and Jetty, or especially Jetty. Like, he did a lot the first month taking care of Chloe. Like, a mm-hmm. lot. Um, my mom did a lot of, like, cooking and, you know, making sure we were, like, fed. Um, mm-hmm. And then, yeah. Yeah, I felt a lot of guilt in the beginning, too. Um, Just, like, Mm. I didn't change a diaper for a little bit because I was, like, overwhelmed or, like, kind of scared, I guess, um, to do that. Um, I also, like, had a really bad experience with breastfeeding um, because no one told me how difficult it is. Um, I think a lot of the moms I talked to before, you know, having Chloe, like, really hyped up breastfeeding like Mm -hmm. like how wonderful it is how you're gonna bond with your baby and you know it's it's such a great way to save money like and it's just a wonderful experience and so I was like oh yeah I'm gonna breastfeed like I'm like super excited I'm gonna be like that kind of mom that just like you know bonds with her baby and I will never touch formula like you know Jenny was like oh like do you want to buy some formula ahead of time like no we're not gonna use formula how could you even like say that blah 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 and then he was like okay (laughs) um but yeah so but breastfeeding was really hard for me like um my milk didn't come in for a while and like um when we were in the hospital she was latching um because the lactation consultant was like constantly helping Helping her like yeah yeah like they knew what to look for i don't know what to look for anyway she clamps on seems like it's the right position to me right but like um apparently that's not true because if they don't have a good latch they don't get any like real like behind milk yeah and so she was just ripping apart my nipples like crazy um and then i just had tons of like scarring and bleeding chapped nipples And I didn't know what to do. I mean, I asked a lot of my friends. I was, like, texting, like, my friends the first week. But I just felt, like, so, like, like, I don't know what I'm doing. Even, like, um, using a breast pump, I had no idea how to use it. Yeah. Yeah, Like, I had, my friend had to FaceTime me and teach me. Like, and I appreciate her, like, so much, right? So, because I didn't even know, like, what levels to use, what the letdown thing is. Like, I feel like there's just so much information that I, I thought I knew, but I didn't really know. And when you're in practice, it's so hard to, like you know figure it out I don't know um because when you're actually needing that information you're like in the thick of it right right. like when you're trying to do the pump you're like in the thick of it you're probably desperate at that point to try to Mm -hmm. get your milk to come in and you don't know what you're doing so like I probably did a lot of damage to my nipples too when I was like trying to get my milk to come in because I was using a pump too and I probably just didn't use the right setting or whatever it was because I had the same experience of like bleeding chafing like everything just messed up and um I was like this cannot be normal and then my friend was like oh like do you know if like 
if you're getting the letdown, I'm like, I don't even know what a letdown. How do I know right. what a letdown is? Yeah, what what does that even and then feel she's like? like oh, I you don't just know. feel if there's milk coming out. I'm like, no. And then I'm like, also like, if my baby's on my boob, how do I know if milk's coming out? I don't. Yeah. Right? How do I know if they're really eating it? You know, or eating yeah. the right amount? I mean, yeah. There's just so many questions, but yeah, I was very um, undereducated um, at that whole ordeal. Um, and I just felt like after a while, like I realized it doesn't really suit um, my lifestyle. Um, and it was a choice mm-hmm. to go straight formula, um, maybe like, oh, oh, five day, five days to a weekend. Well, OK, so I pumped for a month. Like mm-hmm. I did due diligence and I tried to pump for at least a month, um, but we were like supplementing. So we were like doing mm-hmm. half um, breast milk, half formula. And luckily Chloe's not picky. So she just ate whatever we gave her. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after a month, I was like, this is not sustainable. Like I can't pump every two to four hours. Like mm-hmm. when I'm working at a wedding, I just feel like it's going to be so much anxiety for me to try to find a place to pump yeah. so that, you know, like I just don't want to miss a moment in my yeah. work um yeah. and so and just like you know we go out a lot for like you know church activities being around mm-hmm. people like it's just really hard you know to yeah. constantly um have a place to pump so we decided i decided um that it wasn't right the right um move so we went to straight formula and it's yeah. been great to be honest um which is another thing i want to talk about is like why there's such a stigma on formula <laughs> Like, mm-hmm. I felt, like, so bad going to formula. Like, I was a bad mom or something. Yeah. Yeah, I like, too, because I did have to give my first formula the first, um, the second or third day because he was, like, literally starving and my milk wasn't coming in. So, mm-hmm. finally, Jing was like, all right, like, let's just do it because he's not sleep, Like, he's not sleeping. We're not sleeping. Everyone's, like, not happy right now. And he's mm-hmm. dehydrated. Like, the like he was actually dehydrated. So, um so when we gave him the formula, he like guzzled it down because he's been mm-hmm. starving for three days. And then <laughs> at the same time, I felt like I'm like poisoning my newborn baby, you know, like the yep. first thing he's eating is not my milk. It's mm-hmm. this powder or whatever this formula is. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, I think it, it just got, I don't know why I got put in my head that way, but uh that's the conception I had of it too um the second one I'm like let's just keep the formula here in case I mean I ended (laughs) up having milk because like the breast tissue was still there from Mm. my first pregnancy I think it just like layers on so like the more kids you have the faster it comes back Mm -hmm. but um the second one we're just like yeah we could supplement formula whenever it's fine like let's Mm -hmm. just have it right Uh, I don't know why there's a stigma my mom was like yeah we gave you guys formula after like three months and I was like oh okay yeah like I mean I have mad respect for breastfeeding moms like it's really amazing that people can do it like it's just not for me and like I was actually a formula baby my mom told me she said back Mm -hmm. when like I guess in the 80s like everybody used formula like that was kind of the wave um and I think like breastfeeding is a newer wave like maybe in the past 10 20 years right so coming back yeah yeah so I mean I I like now looking back I feel less bad of course you know using formula I'm just like it is what it is it's a choice right like and it's not like Chloe's not getting any nutrients but you know 
I mean, of course, breast milk is, they say is a lot better because they get like all the antibodies from the mom. Yes. And that was like also another reason why I really wanted to breastfeed because mm. I had the COVID vaccine. So yeah. I was like, oh, I want to give Chloe the vaccine through yeah, my breast yeah. milk. But I don't know. <laughs> it's yeah. all good. I think it's like so minor that like the vaccine component it's not mm-hmm. i mean and it's also like a um like it's it, it should it should be a choice it shouldn't be i don't feel i don't i don't like when a mom feels like backed into a corner that she has to make she has to do this breastfeeding thing like it should be a choice you know because if it's like if it's a if it's compromising like your mental health and like your lifestyle to that extent you know, I don't feel like it's always worth it. Um, totally and, agree. I mean, the only reason I continued for so long was because I had a very conducive job where, mm-hmm. like, I was in an office for the most part and, like, they had special rooms for us. Oh, that's but nice. Had not, like, I don't know. Even, like, the few times I was at a conference, I'm like, uh, like, I need to get a room to, like, pump and I need to bring, like, all the stuff with me. Right, um, right. And I did go to, like, one or two weddings and I had to pump because they were like full day weddings. And I'm like, I mean, luckily I was like closer to the bridal party. So I was like able to use a bridal suite when no one right. was in there. But like still the, like the fact that like, you just have to do it in the middle of the day. Yeah. Like, where yeah, do I yeah. store it? Do I get in the car? Like, I don't know what I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was like my biggest fear. Like, where am I going to go at a wedding? And what if like, you know, I, I don't know, like it coincides with the ceremony time. Like, I don't, I can't ditch yeah. out on that. Like, yeah. So, you know, choices were made yeah uh we talked a lot about a lot of different things today I know. <laughs> about this like crazy journey that you had and now you have you and jenny have this beautiful baby and you know i feel like things have like kind of fallen into place for you in this in this story um is if there was a way to send yourself a message in the past if you were to talk to yourself today um, you know, five years ago when you started this journey, what would you tell yourself? Um, to relax earlier. Um, I think that looking back on it, I really feel if I had, you know, completely just relaxed and gave it up to, you know, God and kind of just released this overwhelming like burden to get pregnant I might have gotten pregnant earlier. I don't, I mean, I just feel like, cause, okay. So just to backtrack a little bit is like when I was doing the fertility treatments with the the doctor, I was like in the best shape of my life. And I was, I think I was in the happiest point of my life. I think like, you know, that was like post COVID ish, you know, like Mm -hmm. things were reopening and life was kind of restarting to be normal. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. like Jenny and I did a lot of outdoor activities. Like I feel like Mm -hmm. COVID kind of was a new awakening too, right? If you think about Mm -hmm. it, like we all got a chance to realize how much we should appreciate life and kind of like appreciate time um, with people. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, we spent a lot of time with like our friends and family. We did a lot of outdoor activities. I kind of, you know, I walked like six to seven miles a day, like just, yeah, enjoying, you know, the, the exercise, but also like, you know, having the free time to be able to do that kind of, Mm -hmm. right. Cause you know, work wasn't that crazy. And like, we would go hiking on a lot of little trips. It was just a really joyful time in my life. And Mm -hmm. to be able to not think about, oh, I need to try to get pregnant or oh woe is me like I can't get pregnant um you know why is my life so unfair like I kind of like got all those thoughts out of my head and kind of just lived in 
the moment. And like, we were also doing like tons of volunteer work. Like we worked with a lot of homeless people in Elmhurst and we just spent a lot of time with people outside of ourselves. And I think Mm. that helped me a lot to stop thinking about myself and my woes, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, And I think just having that kind of God-centered mentality to like live this life for like, um, you know, helping others and, you know, doing God's work, it actually really, really put me in a really good place. And that's crazy. Like that's pretty much when we got pregnant because it was like the last thing on my mind, you know, like I was Mm -hmm. like, yeah, sure. Like we were going to the doctor with no expectations too. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, every time we'd go to the doctor, we'd, we would be in the city and we'd go like try something new to eat. And like, it was just like a really fun time and not having any, you know, you know, expectations and, and thoughts about, my my unluckiness or all the mm-hmm. sad things that mm-hmm. happen yeah I mean it's mm-hmm. not like an easy place to get to right but I think if I could tell myself five years ago or four years ago like to do that I think yeah because also I was at a place where I was okay with not having a child right like I think Jenny mm-hmm. and I talked a lot and we we're like you know we're so happy just us two like doing things together and like you know it's such a joyful you know time to be together and we're 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 complete like we don't need to have extra right so mm-hmm. I think that mm-hmm. that was very very eye-opening for me um yeah mm-hmm. so that was a really good time thanks for sharing <laughs> yeah thank you for sharing um and is there a particular message that you would like to share with future or current moms even in the toughest times um appreciate your little one I think I don't know. I don't want to sound like I'm teaching other moms how to be moms because I feel like it's really hard. Uh, does that make sense? Like, uh, yeah, you don't have to teach anyone anything. It's just a actually, message. So okay. It doesn't have to be oh my gosh. you telling them advice at okay, all. Okay, okay. Actually, can I share the best advice that somebody gave to me? Okay, okay. sure. So my, my best advice that somebody gave to me is that everyone is going to tell you how to do everything but what you do that works between you and your baby is what works. So you do you. Okay. So that was one of That's the best, valid. best advices, advice, piece of advice that we got like me and Jenny, because yeah, mm-hmm. like it's true. Like everybody tried to tell us different it things and what to do and what we should mm-hmm. do, but everyone's different. Every baby is different. Right. Every parent is different, right? Like people tell us all the time, oh, don't bring her here. Don't my mom, like, you know, she's always like, oh, don't do this. Don't do this. But, you know, like we do us. Yeah. Yeah. Do you guys bring her to volleyball? Uh, Yeah. We bring her everywhere. Like, I mean, certain days, like we give her to my mom because I think my mom also really wants to spend time with her. So Mm -hmm. we'll let her have like a day with her and we'll go do something for ourselves. Like, Mm-hmm. yeah so I think that's important yeah that's yeah that's another make time for your significant other <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah him um, <laughs> okay well thank you so much for being on the show today and sharing oh. your journey I really enjoyed our conversation and and hearing this whole uh, beautiful story about Chloe yeah thank you for having me it was you know really my pleasure to be a part of this and I'm excited to learn from other people too from this podcast and I'm excited for your journey with this. 
Cynthia mentioned how a healthier state of mind and body was the reason for her swifter postpartum recovery relative to her ectopic pregnancy experience. Cynthia credits her unwavering support system and her career outlet to allow her to be the best version of herself for Chloe. Ama & Co. is a maternal health company that focuses on nurturing and healing not only babies, but new mothers in the early stages of motherhood. For more information, please check out amaandco.com. Have a great week.